Sam, are you about ready? Yes, it's a glorious three-hour finale. You got a minute and a half. <gasps> Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Hey man, how's it going? <laughs> wow, did somebody have fun over the week? Oh yeah, man, I was getting ready for this uh, patriotic show, man. I couldn't wait. You yes. know, even delaying this recording by two days, it was like, ah, I'm ready to do this. This is gonna be great. <laughs> that sounded great. What an intro. I know. Thanks. You know, of course, you know, you recognize the first little bit, right? Or mm-hmm. what was that from? You know, that's Muppets. The Muppet Vision, exactly. Yeah. Sam the Eagle. You know, he's got his uh, tribute to all nations, but mostly America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, of course, this uh, America the Beautiful version that you're hearing is from the Hall of Presidents. Mm-hmm. You know, if you probably recognize that. And so um, we have that playing in the background at the moment while we talk. But anyway, man. Uh, so what is the theme of the show this week? Uh, this is, uh, I don't know, <laughs> if it's something patriotic. But, you know, in fact, we don't really, you know, it's 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 salute to all nations but mostly america and the fourth of july weekend that's what it is there you go you know uh before i forget uh, i'm kevin i'm dan and welcome to another episode of magic our way um yeah this is our big fourth of july weekend show that we're doing we got a uh, a bunch of a couple actually two topics i can't say we have a bunch of topics because we only have two and there i go i'm taking off again with my speech so <laughs> i'm gonna slow down just a little bit Okay. So I don't take off and get ahead of myself. Because sometimes, you know, my brain gets ahead of my mouth and then things will catch up and then I start to slur or mumble and then it doesn't make sense. You were doing good. I was doing good. You so were. I'm just going to back it off the speed just a little bit before I get a speeding ticket. And, you know, just kind of embrace the America the Beautiful music that's happening in the background. Allow me to relax, chill out, just get me into the the moment that I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> That's right. So hopefully everybody's having a good 4th of July weekend so far. Uh, um, hopefully you got the message on our Facebook that this show is going to come out a little bit late. Uh, if not, man, follow, find us on Facebook. We're posting updates in each and every day so you can uh, uh, know when our shows come out. Usually our regular release day is Friday, but uh, since the, the 4th of July came on a Thursday, it kind of delayed things a little bit. So uh, you're listening to this over the 4th of July weekend itself. So hopefully everybody had fun. They barbecued or whatever. What did you do for the 4th? Did you do anything? We, uh, you know, our little girl, she she gets scared of fireworks. Mm-hmm. So we had a nice, uh, quiet evening here. And okay. uh, we, we celebrated the 4th of July after putting her to bed, of course, right. by watching Jaws. Oh, that's well. You know, you know, we need a bigger it, boat. No, <laughs> well, <laughs> we did the research on it. We were checking to see what the the, the top, right. you know, Fourth of July movies were to watch, and obviously yeah. there was Born on the Fourth of July. Right. There was The Patriot. Uh, Saving Private Ryan was in there. Oh, really? Wow. But cool. on a lot of lists in the top five every time, Jaws. Jaws. Why? It's set during the Fourth of July weekend. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, you know, I'm starting to think back to the. Uh, uh, what is it? The Universal Ride, where they had like the houses decorated in Fourth of July. That makes ah, I've totally Absolutely. forgot about Remember that. Remember that was the the mayor's whole big thing is it's the Fourth of July and those beaches will be open. That's right. That's right. So that's that's how we uh, ultimately ended up celebrating. A feeding buffet for Jaws, so to speak. <laughs> so 
very much anyway, so. Anyway, so cool. Yeah, we didn't do anything. Actually, all, the whole day we kind of vegged out a little bit. I was working on something, and, you know, the kids were kind of doing their kitty thing. And mm-hmm. we, we ventured out just to drive around to see what was going on in the evening, and that's about it. You know, we almost stopped for donuts, but, you know, we didn't. And I was like, ah, I don't need donuts. Donuts are patriotic, though. Yeah, donuts are patriotic. I would have been very, very American. So. I, you know, it's kind of like what I did tonight. I almost stopped for beignets. And then you said you were ready to record. And I was like, ah, I really don't need beignets. <laughs> so what did I do? I went to the Exxon. And I bought myself a Mr. Good Bar. Good for you, Mr. Yeah, Good Yeah, because that's, that's better, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, better. you know, this is, it, w- it would have been hard to celebrate uh, 4th of July because knowing we were leading into this, this is our 4th of July celebration. This is how we're going to. Yeah, this is our 4th of July celebration. That's right. right. You know, I mean, I've been itching to record, man. That's that's. A whole week without Disney. I'm getting the shakes, dude. I don't know about you, but it's like I need I need to know when my next trip is, and I can't really see that far at the moment. I thought we were talking to Disney about World. Well, we're talking oh. about Disneyland. I'm oh. talking about you know Disneyland. Yeah, not so bad. But Disney World, I'm I'm, I'm getting a little anxious here, man. Usually I have something already booked by now, and it's like I don't know when I can go now. How can you not have Disneyland right up there? It, it is. I admit it. Well, because I know that's going to happen. Okay. You know, I know that's going to happen. You know, I got to balance things out. I was going to say, you're more confident than I am because we haven't priced this thing yet. No, we haven't. Yeah, I got (laughs) to we got to look into that. But hopefully we'll we'll travel sometime in September or sometime. Right. Sometime very soon. It would be neat. I'd like to check it out. Preferably when it's not too hot or when the crowds are insane. I want to see the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Holiday overlay. Yeah. That's that's my goal. That would be pretty neat. But anyway, before we get ahead of ourselves, I want to give a shout out to... One of our new listeners just let us know of her existence on Facebook and Twitter. Miss um, Lainey, uh, you know who you are, Lainey B. Um, I'm not going to mention last names to protect the innocent. <laughs> but anyway, uh, she commented on our Facebook posting of our show last week when we did the Monsters You review. Uh, she said she loved the show this week and she's so glad she found our podcast. Uh, there is no such thing as too much Disney. Which is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I guess one of us said that. I don't remember it. I, it was. I'm gonna go on a limb and say it was you. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I, I don't know what was wrong with me that day, but yeah, you're right. There's not no nothing <laughs> wrong with too much Disney. And she says, keep up the great work. And she, uh, she also she said it, she said it, the, uh, the the discussion that we had straight on the blue umbrella. Oh yeah, yeah. She said it was definitely the blue rain boots guy that found the blue umbrella again at the end. Which yeah. is awesome because now it, it, in thinking about it, it's made me appreciate that little short more than I did before because it's yeah. The ending didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Go figure. I missed the blue galoshes. It was a cool little short, you know. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of detail in there, you know. And it's like, well, I was listening to one podcaster, and he said he watched it, and he was like, he couldn't tell at first if it was like real footage with animation put in, or like you know, real life CGI kind of thing, or or if it was a, a fully animated kind of short. And then after a while, you figured out, yeah, it's fully animated short mm-hmm. just because of the way it just looked. It was really, really neat. Oh, is it? I see. I didn't know that. I figured it was a mix. Was it? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I had never looked it up to, to find out. When I never did either, but I, I assumed it was it was all computer animation. I, you see, I assumed it was a mix of, of, of different stuff. It styles. seems like. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to look that up. So if anybody knows the answer to that, that go ahead and uh, shoot, us the, shoot us the answer if you know. But uh, I'm thinking, he, uh, Danny thinks it's a mix, and I think it was uh, pretty much all, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, she's, she agrees with our assessment of planes. There you go. And she hasn't been impressed with what she's seen, and she's holding out lots of hope for Frozen, though. Absolutely. Which I am, too. You know, we forgot to talk about that last week's show, because uh, we saw the, I saw the trailer for it, where they had that little, what was it, um, moose? 
Mm-hmm. Was it a moose? Yeah, it was a moose, was a moose and, and, the, a and a snowman. Yeah, yeah. The, after his the little carrot nose. I can tell you, that got a big laugh out of the... And like planes, I heard yeah. nothing. I heard a lot of children laughing mm-hmm. during that little segment of Frozen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially with the, the whole gag with the... He, the snowman was about to sneeze and he holds his nose and his head blows off. <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I, I mean, I laughed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I absolutely laughed, but that, yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, anyway, more from lady. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but, uh, she's a total Disney addict and she likes to go down there as much as possible. She's DVC owners. Welcome home and annual pass holders, which is good too. Um, she would love to learn more about Disneyland cause she's clueless about that. Now we're, I can't say we're completely clueless, but, I, lo- I I love Disneyland. I've always said it. I I'd, I'd prefer to go to Disneyland and go to the Magic Kingdom over at uh, Disney World. Yep. So hopefully in the very near future we can get you a show, Lainey, that deals with Disneyland, because uh, she's trying to plan a trip for 2014. So if we can get out there, that'd be perfect. We can kind of give her a little bit of the ropes, you know, and, and whatnot. We can kind of give her some now, but we'll have to save that for another show. You will absolutely enjoy it. Yeah. If you have any appreciation of Disney history, you're going to love it. Oh, yeah. Um, and she says, hi, say hi to Nola, because apparently she's Tulane class of 2001. <laughs> so no doubt she probably went through one of her friend's Tides programs, maybe. Oh, yeah. You know, the whole Tides thing. Yeah. All right. So today, uh, today's show, we're, we have a very patriotic theme. There's a, actually, there's, yeah, it's an overall patriotic theme with concentrating on two subjects. Um, the subject that I'm covering is we're going to talk about this while we're waiting in the queue is dealing with patriotic places in Walt Disney World and Disneyland, too. And uh, in the hub segment today, Danny, you're, uh, you want to you're going to hear in the hub segment today a discussion and kind of a, a guided tour of a Disney park that was never built. Disney's America. Disney's America. Yeah. You now, uh, before we even go near what I'm about ready to discuss with this. Let me make it absolutely clear. The only research I did in this matter was to gather various sources from around the interweb. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Um, Jim Hill, Sam Ginaway, Michael Crawford. Those are the guys whose stuff I read that really kind of, and, and I just kind of incorporated it into what we're about ready to discuss. I just want to make sure to give these people credit because they're the ones I'm sure who go through the Disney archives and, oh, yeah. and, and gather the information. I I wish I had the time to do that kind of thing. but Dude, that'd be awesome job. <laughs> yeah. Just to research Disney stuff. I think that'd be killer. Right. I could do that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're acting as a voice for all those people. So. Exactly. They're the ones who are going to be responsible for the information that you hear. And so if you want to hear more about Disney's America, go ahead and go see what those guys have to say. But we'll cover it for you from start to finish, take you on a 360 tour around the park, and uh, let you know what we missed out on. Yep. So on that note, let's head on to the queue. <laughs> All right, man, here we are in the queue here in the uh, Magic Kingdom, quote unquote. It's quite a long line, so we must be in the new Big Thunder Mountain Railroad queue. You see, I thought we were gathered in the waiting area of the Hall of Presidents waiting for the light signal that we can... The oh, door is, that where, is that where we are? That, <laughs> I, I could have swore that was it, but... Oh, okay, that's, that sounds good. <laughs> no, that, that works too. We could be in that queue. Either way, it's long, but that one's not as long, I don't think. Well, no, but you have to wait there for the... Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite a comfortable place to sit. Exactly. It's air-conditioned. Yeah, it is air-conditioned. And it's indoors, so even better. You know, not just covered 
uh, walking area or queue area or something. But anyway, I digress. And today's queue, or not, it's a little bit different. We're not talking about uh, any news things per se, but we're actually going to talk about some patriotic things in the parks. Not just things that you could do on the 4th of July, but things that happen pretty much on an everyday basis uh, while you're visiting the, uh, uh, the Magic Kingdom. Okay, the Magic Kingdom or the, any uh, Epcot or, or Disneyland or whatever, whatever else. Um, so first of all, man, I'm gonna take you through the, uh, take you underneath the railroad tracks, man. And we're gonna talk about um, Main Street USA. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you could sit there um, and, and just admire number one all the flags mm-hmm. that you have uh, hanging on Main Street. They have a flag at Epcot as well, and a couple of the other parks. Um, but none is more prevalent than the Main Street USA just because they have the whole flag retreat ceremony. Right. They have to do every day at 5 p.m. where they take the flag down in the middle of that little, I don't know, I guess you call it uh, like the square, town yeah, like square kind of thing. Square. Somewhat like a hub. Uh, but they do that whole little ceremony. Um, but did you know that they also have little, I guess, quote-unquote American-type flags on top of the buildings on Main Street? Did you ever notice that? You know, I did not. I'm trying to think. I've seen it on a couple of like because I have the uh, the little miniatures yeah, of, uh, of yeah. Main Street and there's a couple of them that do have the little American flags at the yeah. top of them. But I mean, I haven't noticed it um, on on all of them. Yeah, and notice and the, all the all the information I'm about to spew forth here comes from this website called uh, the Military Disney Tip Blog, uh, from which comes from MilitaryDisneyTips.com website. So if you were one of our military listeners listening uh, over here or over shores. Uh, check out that blog and that website, man. It's a, a guy that talks about a lot of things, Disney, that deal with the uh, military and everything else. You know, so like when you go travel, you know, so he's almost kind of like a Disney podcaster before the military folk. You know, he talks about shades of green. He talks about this, that, and the other. But anyway, you notice they take down the flag on Main Street, but they don't take down the flags on top of the buildings on Main Street. Okay. You know? And normally, a uh, flag can be flown 24 hours if it's properly illuminated kind of deal, you know? Um, but the one little qu- uh, neat trivia fact that he talks about on the website is that the flags on top of the buildings aren't necessarily true American flags mm-hmm. because, they, you know, they have like maybe 13 stripes. They don't have, an, they have 45 stars. They're not enough stars. So with forced perspective, it looks like an American flag, but it actually isn't. Ah. In, all, in, all, in all truthfulness, they know the way it looks. It kind of looks like it, but it really isn't. So they can stay flying throughout the entire course of time, except for that flag that's in the, the little section that they take down. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's one little place. And, of course, Main Street. Yeah, you know, Americana, small town America. Right. You can kind of get the atmosphere of, it, of what, what, the, what that was like. Um, but, you know, what usually gets the hairs on the back of my head jumping is when you get the the flag retreat ceremony and they have all the pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. and stuff and the, and the um, routine, the tradition that goes with it. You know, they have the Main Street uh, band comes down and uh, they play and they do the flag salute and everything else. Um, but the cool thing, I don't know if you knew this, but veterans can participate in that. Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, have you ever known anybody that, could, that did that or anybody in your family that participated? My brother-in-law's uh, father, I believe, is going to do it at one point in time. I don't think it ever happened, though. Yeah. Because I, I think they, they get picked. You just get ran, randomly picked, kind of like the family of the day, like at Epcot for rope drop, that kind of stuff. 
Um, but yeah, you go to this blog and he, he specifies, you know, s- some ways you can kind of get picked. Like some people have that uh, Disney salute ticket or whatever they call it uh, that, that um, um, military personnel can buy, which is of a different caliber than um, different make than the regular ticket. You know, a lot of the regular tickets like paper. Or I guess now they have the magic band or the RFID thing. But theirs is actually it's like really thick kind of credit card type gift card type mm-hmm. material. It's really, almost like the room keys. But probably a little bit better, mm. you know. So it's actually really cool. Yeah, but anyway, he spells that out on his website. So if you're, you know, if you want to, if you're a veteran and want to take part of that, you know, there's nothing more patriotic than um, than participating in one of those flag retreats, you know. So that's actually really, really, really neat. So cruising around, of course, yeah, a couple of lands in the park that are very patriotic to me. Uh, of course, is Frontierland, the Frontierland Liberty Square area. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we'll talk about the Frontierland area. For, well, I guess it uh, could be almost be thought of the one, in the one and the same, because you know from Liberty Square you talk about a particular like East Coast type of America, and as you progress west, so to speak, um, which you kind of do if you th- get the, think of the orientation of the park, as you progress west towards like Splash Mountain and Big Thunder, you get more into the frontier. You mm-hmm. know, and then the rivers of the America, you know, are supposed to represent all the uh, the rivers of, you know, the Ohio, the Mississippi and all those major uh, rivers that uh, crisscrossed the United States and, you know, drained the United States and brought commerce and everything else back in the day, you know. And it used to be even, even more prevalent when you had like canoes and uh, you had the, the Mike Fink keel boats and everything else. So it kind of represented every part of the river uh, from like the, the big wide uh, hugely commercial traffic Mississippi that we have down here to the itty bitty river version of the Mississippi you have further up north mm-hmm. you know like Minnesota Wisconsin area that kind of thing where you can where here you can you like literally walk across the Mississippi which freaks me out <laughs> you know <laughs> almost as easily as like a creek one of these days I'm going to make it up there and check it out um, but anyway yeah man all those different places you know the architecture the wild west theming um, when you get into Liberty Square you know you have all the like the, the colonial um, America type settings you know the different yeah. buildings um, the stockade the stockade yeah somebody mm-hmm. gets out on you get the stockade <laughs> you got the uh, the steamship you know uh, steamship go r- running around the li- rivers of America um, just a lot of great theming oh the the, the Liberty Tree Mm-hmm. You know, which right next to the Liberty Tree Tavern. But, you know, Liberty Tree has those 13 lanterns that represent the 13 uh, original uh, colonies of the United States. My understanding also is they have the, uh, the, the you remember the one if I see, two if I yeah. air, that they have the lanterns in the windows as yeah. well. Yeah, they have the little lanterns just sitting there too. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of these little details, you look around and it's just like, yeah, okay, you get you get in the whole atmosphere of America and uh, patriotism, patriotic. Um yeah, so at Liberty Tree Tavern, yeah, you can have sit down, have a family style meal, you know, American food. You got your corn, mashed potatoes, uh, different kinds of meats, and everything else. I, have you ever eaten at Liberty Tree? Yes, I think that was one of my first. It's a, I think it was, a, it's a character meal, right? It is. It yeah, is. and so that was one of my first character meals I've ever had. It was just me and a friend were down there for a convention. We we, we got. I don't know how we did it. I know we didn't do ADRs <laughs> back then. This was back in the 90s or something. Mm-hmm. But as I think we just walked up and they said, yeah, just table for two if you got it. And it's like, yeah, come on back. Yeah, we had ours booked because we, when we went, it was for the um, not-so-scary Halloween party. Oh, cool. All and, right. and we got a seat in there. And then when the fireworks came, they let us go outside and, and right. watch them and everything. Uh, but that was the first. 
You know, because I mean, it was like it, it was like part of the experience. I, right. I can't remember what it was that they were doing over there. That was, I guess, uh, the characters were in their costumes. Yeah, they were in those little colonial type costumes. You know, no, no, I mean like out of the colonial costume oh. into like their Halloween costumes. I might be wrong on that. I, oh, I don't okay. Oh, you talk about in the tavern itself. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was a while back that I did that. I mean, I've gone to the not so scary thing twice. Right. Maybe three times. I can't remember. But um, you know, I've never. I've been once. To not so scary? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I've been, I would like to go again. No, 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 no. Wait. I'm thinking of Pirate and Princess. I've never been to not so scary. It's great. It's great. It, it, yeah, it's, it's more on theme with Pirates and Princess than, right. than you might think, but I, I, I like not so scary better. I'd like to go just to see the parade with the, uh, the what's that, the Gravediggers or the Butlers? From the Haunted Mansion that yeah. scraped the ground with the, the shovels or something? Haunted Mansion. Uh, what am I trying to say? The uh, yep. Headless Horseman. Yeah. Leading, yeah. leading the charge. Oh, yeah, that too. I'd like to see that as well. Right, you know? Little, <laughs> we're a little off topic. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. We, you, we kind of strayed a little bit. But anyway, so back to Liberty, Ta- uh, Liberty Square, you know? You, you got shops there called the Yankee Trader and the Heritage yeah. House and the Ye Old Christmas Shop. Mm-hmm. Shoppy. <laughs> shop <laughs> and the liberty square portrait gallery yeah you know? so a lot of different things um, i like that portrait gallery yeah the portrait gallery is really killer but you know out of everything of course the hall of presidents mm-hmm. you know where you got all the music of course the music we just heard you know the american beautiful and everything you got all the animatronics of the um of the presidents the the of uh, the presidents that we've had so far 42 uh, you know 43 43 i thought it was 44 well, Obama's the 44th, right? Right. Uh, but there's only 43 guys up there because one of those guys served two non-consecutive terms. Oh, very clever. Very clever. You're so, right. Yeah, you're so right. There's, always, there's, there's always one less on that one. Um, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, more than one of them got elected twice. I know that. But right, I mean, right. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, Hall of Presidents, man. You walk in and you have... Uh, just uh, pictures, paintings everywhere that depicting, you know, the birth of America. And then you have the seal, the great seal of the president of the United States kind of thing. And then you go into the theater mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they talk about Abraham Lincoln and the mm-hmm. birth of the nations and everything that they, the people have struggled through. And then you get the big scene ending with all the different presidents, you know, they have all this patriotic music and stuff. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely just incredible, <laughs> you know, just yeah. to see it. I, I used to, and you probably heard me say this before, but I used to not look forward to seeing that show because when I was young, I didn't quite understand it. Right. My dad loved it, you know. Um, he loved it for two things. He loved it kind of like, with, you know, he loved it because he was a big Abraham Lincoln fan. And he loved dealing, you know, with history and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so he was an immigrant, so he wanted to learn more about the country. And he enjoyed reading about. He's just a big buff on that kind of a stuff. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's a great place to take a nap, <laughs> <laughs> which is also why the same reason why he liked Carousel of Progress too. You know? So, so says Iago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's like, um, uh, you know, he we would go in there, and it's like, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, we gotta sit through this. And now I, I look back on, I was like, man, that was that's a freaking awesome show. Yeah, I remember liking it when I was a kid. I didn't like the m- little movie leading up to it because I didn't understand it. Uh huh. But I remember liking seeing all the presents on stage, watching them move, watching them look that at one another, neat, adjusting yeah. like when, when their names were called. Even then, as a kid, I could very say, oh, God, they're all looking at each other. Like, they're looking towards who, like, because you would still be in that section looking for the next guy. Right. And all of a sudden, you see all their heads turn to the left. And you're like, oh, they're looking over there. So you must be over there. Yeah. It's almost like a subtle little way of them helping you find. Oh, yeah, the different presents. Right. Yeah, they got them lit up. But they also have everybody. Oh, that's very smart. Yeah, I loved it. 
That details in that place are great. So, I mean, that's a very, very patriotic place to be. Um, you know, and, and let's see. Of course, I guess we could talk about the Haunted Mansion, you know. The, the architecture represents like 18th century mansions in upstate New York, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about all those different, um, um, all in that whole area, you're talking about different areas of architecture that happened throughout the United States, you know, and that kind of business. Mm-hmm. So jumping from the Magic Kingdom, let's go over to Epcot. And of course, Epcot and the biggest patriotic place we got to talk about is the American Adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I see that show. And uh, at the end, you know, the, at, when they're done and the, the, the curtains rise behind the little statues on either side, you know, and they got the, the night drop. Yeah. Man, it just freaking just makes my hair on the back of my neck go nuts, dude. It's like <laughs> awesome. It's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be just all like, you know, yeah, America. <laughs> woo! You know, and I just clipped the mic, but it's okay. <laughs> I can bring that back. Um, yeah, I love that show, dude. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a great show. Even with the pre-show with the Voices of Liberty. You know where they they sing in the rotunda, mm-hmm. you know, which you're gonna you'll hear a little bit later in our show. That's I, that's always been a, uh, an attraction that I skipped for the longest time. American and Adventure, yeah, as a whole, okay. yeah. I just I just kept skipping it because when we went to uh, uh, World Showcase, I should say, uh, yeah. generally we went out there to drink. <laughs> oh right, right. So right, right, uh, right. I think one time like we were out there and it was the after hours, yeah, like extra magic hours, yeah. Once you make it out to the World Showcase, I think that's really the only thing besides um, <laughs> what, Spirit of Norway that's no, right. running. Uh, oh, well, the Mexican Pavilion, yeah. Uh, but That's a walk-on at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> really, you've probably already seen that earlier in the day anyway. But, well, you know, um, it's funny. Like, you know, sometimes I'd, I, I used to skip it every now and then, but it's because it's like, you know, okay, I've had the food here. Mm-hmm. I know the food in America. I know the beer in America. You're right. <laughs> you know? I have funnel cakes. I'm tired of funnel cakes. That's, you know? that's it exactly. It's like, yeah, you never even think to, to hang around there because like, oh, it's America. I live in America. I can, I can see yeah. this kind of thing. Like, I didn't realize how elaborate the show was. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly elaborate, and especially the detail. Like when you walk in the hall and you're waiting for the, the pre-show to start with the Voices of Liberty and mm-hmm. such. If you walk around, they have those little galleries dedicated to you know, specific Americans, you know? Yeah. You can sit there. It's almost like a museum. You can sit there, read about it. You can look around at the detail and architecture, you know, kind of stuff. Um, the brick, the colonial brick look that they gave to the American Adventure Pavilion kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one thing, too. I forgot to mention they have a replica of the, replica of the Liberty Bell in Liberty, in Liberty Square. Oh, yeah. I forgot, I forgot about that. But anyway, I digress. I was thinking about that because they have a bell tower up top of the American Adventure. You know? mm-hmm. and I was just thinking, ah, oh, there's a bell tier too. But anyway, yeah, when you walk into that whole area, man, you're surrounded by the music. And if you're lucky, you'll before you go into the show, you'll catch the, the fife and drum corps that plays. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little marching thing and playing thing out in front of the pavilion. Just absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff. So I'll sit there and watch that. And when they're done, usually you can just walk in and then the, get a spot and the Voices of Liberty about to sing. You know, great chorus one of my favorite musical acts in you know in in, a, in the world pretty much you know mm-hmm. not just Walt disney world or america or disneyland it's just you know they used to be at disneyland but just like mm-hmm. in general you know straight tone singers you know i just you know they hit those pitches just amazing you know mm-hmm. um so those guys just do it really really well and then after that you go of course you see the show and you know you have the the whole stage show that takes you through the beginning, Civil War, to World War Two, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other, and they, then they kind of fast forward real quick <laughs> to the future because there's just you know so much that it could stick in. But uh, 
Man, it's just just all the details where they mix the movie and the animatronics and stuff, you know. I'd like to take that tour one day. Apparently there's a tour where you can actually go and see what they call the war wagon. You know what I'm talking about? The war wagon, which all these animatronic things. Um, Have you heard that? You haven't heard that? I've been on the backstage tour where you get to see the animatronics and how they work and everything like that, but I don't remember seeing... The American Adventure? Yeah, thing? not the American Adventure. Yeah, apparently, or at least it used to be. I remember there's a tour because people would talk about it. I was like, oh, got to see mm-hmm. that. But they take you down below the stage and you see the big, what they call the war wagon. It's this big turntable. Mm-hmm. And they have all the different sets, you know, that, that pop up. You know, how they right. pop up during the show. But apparently this thing spins as the show goes on and they raise these little pieces and they, you know, they come back down and it, you know, it spins again. It goes back up. You know, it's almost like a carousel of progress kind of thing happening right, right, underneath. Right. You know, it's actually really, really cool. So it's one day I'd like to actually see that. But anyway, yeah, American Adventure, man, Trey patriotic. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, that sounds so much better because when, when we saw the little behind-the-scenes tour, you, you, they did have an animatronic figure yeah. that you could animate. Uh, uh, this was an Epcot or was this? No, a, this was like a behind-the-scenes, like the, what is it, the Keys to the Kingdom? Key, oh, okay, yeah. Tour, yeah, I believe yeah. is what it was called. And um, That's in the Magic Kingdom, is it? No. Um, yeah, it was it was based on the Magic Kingdom where you get you got to, to go behind the scenes. You got to see how right. um, you got to see the costuming and everything like that. And at some point, they take you to a warehouse where you kind of see a lot of you know a lot of the different uh, props and everything that they use in, uh, right. for various shows and whatnot. But they also had uh, a figure um, hooked up, and it was Bonnie Appetit from oh, the wow. Kitchen Cabaret, and you got to animate her. Really? Yes. Although I, I think she was missing most of her skin. But <laughs> oh, that's not. Bon yeah. Appetit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, I want to animate that. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be actually pretty fun, you know. So anyway, yeah. So those are two major areas in Walt Disney World that you can go and feel constantly American patriotic year-round. Um, when you go out to Disneyland, of course, they got great moments with Mr. Lincoln. But you know, it deals with Mr. Lincoln mostly. Um, but still very America, very patriotic. You know, my dad, my dad used to love that show as well because it was all about his favorite president, Mr. Lincoln, dealing with the Civil War and everything else. Unlike, you know, the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> yeah. which is a little bit different, you know, <laughs> not, that, not, that, not that Lincoln, but the actual Abraham, Honest Abe guy that we uh, all know and love. Um, let's see. Am I, mi- think, am I missing anything patriotic? I mean, I know they have events and stuff for July 4th. Yes, you are. You're missing the electrical water pageant. Oh, of course. And I guess for that matter, the end of the Main Street Electrical Parade, too, when they had the big eagle yes, you are. and yeah, the big right. uh, long flags. That's really... I, I, ha- I like that, too, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the people, when they're marching along with the banners, they're in outfits as well, and it's just it's really cool mm-hmm. to see all that. Yeah, but the electric water pageant, I took completely forgot about that. Yeah. They have that. It's the ending to that show. Is that right? Yeah, it's like as they take it through, and then they they always switch over, and you hear the the, the music. Yeah, you know it it that to me the electrical water pageant has always been one of the hidden gems that you, you almost have to be if you don't know about it going into it, you almost have to be lucky enough to just stumble across it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, they don't really announce it, but it's it's a really nice surprise when they do. It's like oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always liked it when they had the little fish. They have Neptune and the mm-hmm. little fish thing popping around. I always thought that was a cool little thing. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah, I silly, I forget. But anyway, if there's any other patriotic things that you guys like to do or have experienced, um, please let us know. Uh, you know, I guess I could say an honorable mention to the uh, Carousel of Progress where they're celebrating the Fourth of July, Independence Day, in one of the scenes. I mm-hmm. forget which one. 
I forget which appliances they achieved or whatever else. Obviously, Muppets Vision. Yeah, up Muppet Vision, of course. You know, you got that big three-hour finale tribute to all countries, but mostly America. <laughs> right. I say for a third time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, honorable mentions of those things. But yeah, for your constant uh, hair in the back of your head, kind of raising things, you know, the things that we talked about are some pretty killer patriotic things to do. And if you have any other suggestions, you know, or honorable mentions you'd like to add to the list, man, shoot us an email, magicourway at gmail.com, or do what Lori did and shoot us a Facebook message or a Twitter message or whatever else. Get in touch with us somehow. Hey, you know what? And one other thing that I wanted to talk about, um, you know, D- Walt Disney was a very patriotic American, fiercely patriotic and everything else, you know. He would have... You know, along with incorporating American or patriotic type themes into his uh, amusement parks and uh, cartoons and whatnot. He also, uh, the company, and this was, I think this was established after his, no, it's pretty much, I'm sure, it's established after his passing. Um, but the company also uh, allowed the former Disney Inn to become um, Shades of Green. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you know anything about Shades of Green, or even if you've seen the term, as you were just, as you describe, you know, you, you're sitting Waiting for your bus. bus. Yeah, and then you see that little white bus with the green, uh, sometimes with a little bit of yellow writing on it to say Mm -hmm. shades of green. You're like wondering, what is that? Mm -hmm. Um, So you've you've never stayed in there or never... never The Disney Inn? Yeah. No. Um, Yeah. So what this was is um, back in the day, which is kind of funny to say, (laughs) (laughs) um, there was the Contemporary, there was the Polynesian, there was the Grand Floridian, and there was also the Disney Inn, which is across the road from the Grand Floridian. Well, I guess across the road and south of the Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. It's in that general area. It was it, it was a great little hotel. Very, very quiet. You know, nestled in the woods, and they had golf courses and everything else. Kind of away from the um, the, the lake and everything else, the hustle bustle. It was, it was a nice, quiet retreat. And I forget exactly when this happened, but it turned into the shade. It became a, for, for military personnel. You know, with active and retired and stuff, whatnot, um, uh, became the sh- which they renamed it the Shades of Green. For those that remember the Disney Inn, the Disney Inn had was the sn- themed after the Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. They even had Sleepy as part of their logo. You know, sleeping on the Disney Inn logo because, of <laughs> course, it's the Disney Inn. You know, that's where you rest your head. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, they have a website called Shades of Green. Shades of Green. Com. And uh, just to let you know, uh, a quote from their website, The Shades of Green on Walt Disney World Resort is an armed forces recreation center located in central Florida. The newly expanded Shades of Green is one of two AFRCs located in the continental U.S. The Shades of Green Resort is a true resort destination offering the perfect mix of exceptional resort accommodations and friendly hospitality. And that is no different when it was the Disney in and of itself because it was just amazing little resort to hang out. Yeah. You know, and it's, I wish I, w- I have the opportunity to stay there, but, you know, I've never been in the military and, uh, you know, I don't have anybody in my immediate family that was in it as well. <laughs> so I can't really partake. Um, but I, I, I can, I'm glad to say that, the, you know, the Disney company is doing that for um, our, the guys that serve, you yeah. know, and doing that for those people. So uh, that's something you have ever see those buses, you know, that's something that maybe they'll let your, you make your hairs stand up in the back of your head a little bit, knowing that that's, you know, they're getting taken care of in one of the happiest places on earth. And it's not just for the person. It's also for the families and everything else. So, mm-hmm. you know, immediate families, they always travel and everything else. So that's just uh, one great little thing. Um, that Disney does for those guys. And uh, on that note, man, let's head on to the hub. 
right, and here we are at Disney's America. Disney's America was a, uh, a planned theme park that obviously was never built, that was supposed to be dedicated to the history of the United States. And um, it was scheduled to be built in Haymarket, Virginia. Um, the original plans for Disney's America called for the theme park itself, plus a, a series of hotels, a retail and dining district, a water park, a campground, a convention center. And uh, Disney's America's, the goal behind it was to educate, entertain, and allow a little bit of uh, role-playing, I guess you'd say. And it was also going to mark the first time that Disney uh, endeavored to take guests outside of the berm and into the real world, uh, while still being able to deliver a Disney-type experience. Huh. So, um, in addition to the theme park, guests would board buses. And they take Disney guided tours to various historic locations. Um, one such trip would be uh, Gettysburg. There would, you know, be a Disney tour bus that would take. Uh, you'd board it. They'd play a promotional video, explain some of the major events that led up to uh, Gettysburg, and your Disney tour guide would then, once you arrive, would take you on a guided tour of the battlefield. This is one of the attractions in the park. No, 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 oh. no. This is what this is when they were taking you outside the park. There's a couple oh, of different okay. bus tours that they would huh. take you on. Another one was they take you to Washington D.C. and you'd have a, a guided, narrated tour of all the the sites, oh, the cool. capitals, and whatnot. Um, so it's kind of like a mini Dis Adventures by Disney thing. Exactly. That, before they had Adventures by Disney. Well, you know, the idea being that it would be a multi-day uh, destination. Oh, whereas, cool. You know, well, you could probably do the theme park in a day or two. Right. By adding on this addition, you can go ahead and, and stretch out your vacation, you know, by an extra couple of days. That is really cool. Yeah. They also had one where, you know, they had a Disney guided tour of the Smithsonian. Um, oh, yeah, that would have been awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that would have marked the first time where Disney really tried to say, hey, hey, we're going to take you off property. We're going to show you a couple of things right. that, that, you know, that you would appreciate. Right, right. Um, but getting back to the park itself, um, Disney's America wasn't intended in any way to be uh, a reproduction of, of any of the things that were going on in Disneyland or Disney World. Yeah, it was intended to be a small regional park that uh, that served as a complement to Washington D.C., huh. where guests could come and you know uh, interact right, right. with the various exhibits and attractions and feel a part of it, even you know even though it wasn't the real thing, but be taken to the real thing. Right, right. Um, and this was located in Haymarket, Haymarket Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, 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 Virginia on the, uh, on the East Coast. Yes. That would have been really, really neat. Yeah. Um, I so. The other thing, the other significant thing that I found about that, that it was that in Disney's America, there would be no iconic centerpiece, you know, such as the castles in Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. So no weenie. Yeah, no weenie huh. to drive you all the way through the park. Instead, what you would have is the park would contain nine territories. Huh. Each territory would represent a different aspect of the American experience and would be limited in theme to a particular period in American history. Each area was responsible to entertain, educate, leave an emotional impression right. of sorts on the guests. And the nine territories would then be arranged around a large body of water, which would be called Freedom Bay. Similar oh, to cool. the, yeah, but similar to the lagoon at, at Epcot's uh, the World, World Showcase. Showcase. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's how it would be arranged. 
and it would provide you know beautiful vistas and, but it would also allow guests to to find spots along yeah. the, the the bay to look at the park's major nighttime uh closing things, show yeah. okay. which would have yeah well it would have been like um kind of like what they do with illuminations right it would have been a, a restaging of the historic battle between the ironclads uh monitor and merrimack on Freedom Bay. <laughs> so you'd see this naval war battle between these right. two uh, ironclad ships taking place, and uh, that would be their major. You know. That, that would have been neat. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That, that would have been cute. Um, and by the time you would have circled you know, Freedom Bay, you would have experienced the entire American adventure starting in 1600 and ending at 1945. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would have been really, really neat. Absolutely. Um, so th- 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 tell me if I'm getting ahead, but it, this was this was an Eisner thing. Is that right? I kind of saw one. Yes. I was kind of reading up a little bit. This was all Eisner. Cool. Th- this was, I mean, I can't say all Eisner, but this was him. This was his baby. This was his pet project. Mm-hmm. This is what he wanted to have happen. Right, right, right. And uh, he didn't he, he didn't give up on it easily. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was the, uh, that was the overall goal and design of what the park was going to be about. Right. Huh. So, um... If you're ready, we can step foot into the park and take a little guided tour. So we'll enter here at Crossroads USA. All right. Crossroads USA. This is described in the promotional materials that accompanied uh, the the you know the literature on the park as a spirited portrait of mid nineteenth century commerce. Crossroads USA is the hub of Disney's America, a Civil War era village that contained the usual guest services, shops, and restaurants found in the, in the other parks. Guests would enter under an eighteen forties train trestle, which would have featured a pair of antique steam locomotives circling the park. Huh. These trains would not only connect visitors to the various territories, but they'd also create uh, a perimeter berm. You know, kind of like the ones at Disneyland and the Magic so is, Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, where you, it circles the park and you can kind of stop off at different um, stops along the way in different territories. So this is kind of like um, the World Showcase with a, a, a railroad going around it. There you go. What I'm vision- <laughs> visioning now. Okay. That, that's, yeah, that's a good way to put I it. I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, in, in Disney's America... Which would have been no. fine because you know that goes along with Disney's love for trains, right? So yes. you got to have a train in that park, so that would have been that would have been totally fine with me. Exactly. I mean, there's not too many other types of trains. You can't you can't exactly put a monorail in there. No, that would be, <laughs> that kind of not fit the time frame, I guess. Right. So, kind of wild. Yeah. Trains Although I guess you could put like one of those overlays like they do now for advertisements, but it still wouldn't mm-hmm. look like a. It, nah, you don't want you want no. a steam train blowing steam up in the air and everything else. Right. You, know, you want something like that. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm about ready to, uh, to, to finish up on Crossroads USA here. Um, also, the, the interesting thing about Disney's America is that it marked the first uh, stateside attempt by Disney to integrate a hotel within the theme park itself. Huh. So you would have been able to stay inside the park. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and again, quoting the, the literature on Disney's America, uh, they said that you would have found a lodging amid the hustle and bustle of a theme 19th century inn. Oh, wow. Uh, the hotel would be themed as a Civil War era lodge with additional suites spread throughout the town. Hmm. Okay. So it wouldn't all necessarily have been comprised in one location either. Right, right. Um, I, 
I'm picturing it's like the, the the equivalent of staying on Main Street USA in the second story, which is impossible because of the force per second. Right, it, right. It's a little bit too small to do that. But right. that would have been the equivalent. If, if you could stay on the second floor of Main Street USA, except you're in a highly themed colonial end. Oh, that would have been neat. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't mind that at all. Absolutely. I, I would have enjoyed staying there. I so it's kind of like uh, the Grand California of Disneyland? What kind of overlooks that park? Is it no. Or you'd be actually in. Yeah, you're okay. in the park. Grand Californian, it, 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 allows, it, it overlooks the park and allows your entrance to the park. This sounds like you're right on Crossroads USA itself. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And unless, unless I'm uh, misreading it, uh, but that's, uh, that's what I, I read in the literature. Right. Um. All right, so you ready to exit uh, Crossroads and begin our journey around the territories? Yeah, let's do that, man. Take me. Okay. So we're going to start off going counterclockwise. All right. Uh, and we're going to end up first in President Square. And President Square is going to deal with a time period from 1750 to 1800. Okay. And this is going to be the one area that... Disney enthusiasts and park goers were going to be the most familiar with because right. President Square was essentially going to be a, a more done up version of Liberty Square. Huh. Yeah. It it's deemed it was termed as a uh, a celebration of the birth of democracy and those who fought to preserve it. Uh, based on the colonial period of architecture, it would have been like the next generation of Liberty Square. Uh, and the most notable structure in it would have been a reproduction of Independence Hall with, depending on how you read it, you right. read it, it's either a second version, a more updated version of the, um, of the, uh, what you call Hall of President show where right. that's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more going on in, or it would have, they would have completely relocated the Hall of Presidents from Disney World to to, to that particular to America, oh, yeah. Oh, now I can't imagine them doing that just from the standpoint that uh, you know Liberty, <laughs> it would have pretty much killed the only other real the major attraction, attraction in Liberty in, Square, in Liberty Square yeah. right? I mean, in the Haunted Mansion, really, you didn't need that as a standalone in Liberty Square. So right, I imagine right. they would have done maybe a um, a more interactive show, and, and it would have still been you know pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be neat. So that that's the. That's the that would have been one a couple of that's a couple of attractions you mentioned right that's in that little area that's the one major the attraction one major thing, thing that would be that, in that was announced in that okay area. interesting now adjacent to President Square is Native America and that time period is circa sixteen hundred to eighteen ten okay this territory explores the life of America's first inhabitants they're in accord with the environment and the timeless works of art that they created huh. Now, at the time that this park was in development, Disney was already beginning production on Pocahontas, and that film, consequently, would would influence the look of this particular territory greatly. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, this would probably be your first infusion of characters right. within the park itself. Right. Um, anyway, the area would have included a Powhatan village featuring authentic works of art and Native American cultures from the East Coast would be the basis of the architecture and landscaping. The main attraction in Native America would be the Lewis and Clark Raft Expedition, a whitewater raft ride uh, featuring pounding rapids and churning water pools. So it'd be kind of like uh, Cali River Rapids and the, the bear thing over at Disneyland. This is different gonna, themed. Same this, track, different theme. Right. This is going <laughs> to be a, a, an ongoing theme actually throughout this is that when this place didn't get built, you know, 
you can have some sadness of the fact that this never made it off the drawing board. Right. But a lot of these attractions ended up in Disney's California Adventure. Oh, this cool. One, yeah, this yeah. one particularly ended up as Grizzly River Run. Right. And we got that short, shortened version in right. uh, Cali River Rapids. Oh, and right on. Coincidentally, also, this is going to mark something that we're going to get into a little bit later okay. in discussing why this park wasn't built uh, in that the other idea behind this, this ride was it was going to deal with the, the concept of manifest destiny. Oh, cool. That okay. was going to be the, the uh, driving message behind that ride. And manifest destiny, of course, is, is the um, at the time what, what people felt was uh, America, Americans being pushed westward right that, that it was their destiny to go out and you know explore and inhabit the world the world yeah, right and um as you can tell in order to do that they had to displace a lot of people right, and right. that could be a touchy subject which will end up getting into what we end up seeing as the downfall of disney's america right coming right. up but huh, um, interesting so yeah that was uh disney's uh, native america so that, that would have been neat also if they had like powwows and stuff <laughs> yeah that would have been to have, like a, a native american powwow kind of thing because you know they got they got some of the indians uh tribes around here in louisiana that did, did yeah. do that and i've been to a couple of them which mm-hmm. actually connect the homo indians and uh and, and different kinds of uh, groups and it's actually really really interesting to mm-hmm. see that you know well, Disneyland originally, when it was opening, they, they had like an Indian village there. Oh, that's true. That yeah, they, uh, yeah, that they did. So, I mean, this would really be like the first major um, inclusion of, of a Native American village within a Disney park since right. the original Disneyland. Right, right. That would have been if cool. it would have happened. If it would have happened, right. So, exiting Native America, you're going to cross a bridge, uh, skirt the parade ground, okay. and you're going to enter into the Civil War fort. So this is kind of like when you cross the bridge in Epcot into the African trading village kind of thing. There you go. That's a I'm, I'm, pict- I'm picturing it as the landscape of that. Yeah. You're going to cross over that and you're going to go yeah. around a play- parade ground. And because, entry- of course, you need that little canal to get the monitor and the Merrimack into the lagoon, right? Oh, there you go. There you go. That's just kind of like what they do with the, the, uh, the, the illumination boats. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'm picturing this. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is all coming in, coming in full color in my head now. <laughs> So, um, very cool. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So dealing with the time period of about 1850 to 1870, uh, emblematic of our nation's greatest crisis, the Civil War fort would have allowed guests to experience the reality of a soldier's daily life. Hmm. The Civil War fort would have featured a Circle Vision 360 movie with scenes of uh, scenes from a Civil War battlefield. Right. There would also be an adjacent replica battlefield where Civil War reenactors would do daily battle. And there'd be a grandstand for public viewing, so similar. It's kind of like Williamsburg, that's not that far away. They can't. They kind of do that. No, there's yeah. no Circle Vision 3D because you know not Disney, but <laughs> <laughs> they have their reenactors and everything else. Well, and they were gonna let you like sit in the grandstand and like have a sandwich, like you know, like how they used to do it back in those old battles where people would actually go out and pack a lunch and go watch the oh, battles right, take right, place. Right. That that was gonna be how it was gonna take place. I wonder if they do that out here in like Chalmette Battlefield when they do those reenactings. I've never been out to one of those. Yeah, I've never, you know, I've never been much in the, into the reenactment department, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this territory you were speaking about earlier would have played host to nighttime spectacular, uh, the battle between the Monitor and the Merrimack. So you're probably right on, and that bridge would have been where the Monitor and the Merrimack would have floated right into, get ready right for into their Freedom Bay. That would have been neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, Disney also proposed to tackle the difficult issue of slavery by including painful 
disturbing and agonizing exhibits, which would have included a recreation of a piece of the Underground Railroad where visitors would have, quote-unquote, escaped to freedom. Huh. Um, okay. That part of it, I can't imagine, would have ever made it off the drawing board just yeah. because that's such a sensitive... I don't know that you could recreate the freedom of escaping. Kind of tough... Yeah. Right. So it's, it's so Once again, you're touching right back on the whole issue of why this thing never really quite made right, it off the drawing right. board. That, that sounds like it might have been just stuck in blue sky and never made it into reality. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, we'd like to do that. There was even something they were talking about, uh, you know, what virtual reality tech, technology that would have allowed you to be able to, to envision what it would have been like to be both a soldier during that time period right. and a slave. And huh. I just can't imagine uh, I don't know. that they could have pulled that one off. So I think, um, yeah, it might have been tough. Yeah, I, I, I think you, you're, you're getting the gist of what ended right. up happening here. But they got their 360 Circle Vision TV yes. movie. Yeah, they they, they got that, have using that. that technology boy <laughs> all over Epcot. Now it's coming to here. Right. So again, you're you're seeing that you know the the techniques used in these parks were either duplicated elsewhere or came from elsewhere, like the Hall of Presidents, right. Circle Vision right. 360. All right, so just behind the fort, you're going to find the family farm. Hmm. 1930 to 1945 is the time period that uh, the, the family farm represents. And actually, the family farm is kind of going to be like, a, um, there's going to be three lands, three territories, I should say. Okay. Not lands, territories, that all inhabit this 1930 to 1945 time period. You know, it's funny, I'm having visions of the listening to the land. Uh, exhibits where they got like the different the, the, the desert conditions. We're the, getting there. Really? <laughs> we oh, are, exciting. We are definitely going to be getting the there. The Dust Bowl, the <laughs> Locust Plague. You know, I'm all about it. Let's do it. All right. All right. So start with the family farm. A recreation of an authentic farm where guests would have had the opportunity to see different types of industries related to food production in addition to hands-on experiences. Guests could participate in a nearby country wedding, a barn dance, and a buffet. Ooh. Yeah. Hot dog. How about a barn raising? That would have been neat. <laughs> How about a shotgun wedding? <laughs> yeah, there you go. A jug band. There you go. That would have been a good place for them to uh, take the country yeah, Square bear. dance would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> square dance would have been neat. You know, kind of like how yeah, you had the little dance floor out in Disneyland. It would have been cool to have a dance floor. Hoop-de-doo musical review. And you know, you're just about to say, yeah, the country bears. Yeah, that would have been a great place mm-hmm. to put them. Absolutely. You know, I mean, a really nice place to put the country bears. Um, other hands-on experiences would have included an opportunity to make real ice cream and milk a cow. Family Farm pays homage to the working farm, the heart of early American families. I want to train butter. Yeah. <laughs> you get to Big train. fan of butter. Yeah. <laughs> milk a cow. You know, I went to a children's museum in Atlanta and they had a little display, you know, a little farm display where you could actually milk not a live cow, but it looks like a fake cow. You know, I've seen those. Yeah, it, it was interesting. Yeah, I can't imagine Disney would have used real cows on this one. No, 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 no. It would have been cheapening the experience if you couldn't. Have. An animatronic cow would have just been just as spooky, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, you go milking and the cow turns around and looks at you. Well, I can imagine, like, you know, a lot of people are going to be approaching the cow not knowing what they're doing for the first time and they All could right. get hurt. Those, oh, yeah, those, absolutely. Those yeah. cows are pretty big. Yeah, you know, yeah, those, yeah, poor cows. Okay, so... Uh, Oh, speaking of which, I'm sorry. I'm, so you said I'm, the three territories of the farmland. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Did you mention that or? I, I did. It, it, it's the. It's going to be the. Uh, what you call it? The the family farm, the state fair, and victory field. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. All got you. within that time frame. But before we move on, um, we were talking before about uh, Disney's uh, 
a lot of these concepts ending up in Disney California Adventure. Right. The Family Farm was another one that did. Oh, okay. Yes, it's it's now extinct, but it became the Bountiful Valley Farm. Oh, I remember that. Of California yeah, Adventure. So I remember that. They, like they say, no good Very idea cool. goes to die. That's right. So. That's right. Okay, nearby the Family Farm, you're going to find the State Fair. Now, this is also going to be doing the same uh, time frame as... Um, the family farm it's going to be 1930 to 1945 and uh, the state farm would have celebrated uh, small town america at play there would be a nostalgic recreation of popular rides such as a 60-foot ferris wheel uh, and a classic wooden roller coaster as well as a tribute to the country's favorite pastime baseball baseball there amid a backdrop of rolling cornfields fans may have had a hot dog took a seat in an authentic old-fashioned ballpark and watched america's legendary greats gather for an exhibition all-star competition oh cool yeah okay. now reading the materials they, they 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 don't make it clear whether or not this would have been actors playing the part or some kind of animatronic kind of thing i'd assume it would be actors playing the right part. right i don't think they've they've gotten to the point where they could uh teach a, a robot how to hit a baseball but obviously again following up with what we were talking about before here you find another uh, land, territory, right. whatever you want to call it, that made it into Disney's California Adventure in right. the form of Paradise Pier. Yeah, that's what this whole area is, just differently themed instead of a you know that whole Midway uh-huh. kind of um, uh, theming that you have over there in California Adventure. Here, you're going to have that uh, small town state fair kind of theming. Right, your your classic wooden roller coaster. Well, that's California Scream. Right, California Scream. You know, yeah, your, yeah. your 60-foot Ferris wheel, that's, uh, what is that, Mickey's Wheel of Fun? Yeah, the, uh, the Star Wheel or whatever it's called now. I don't know. What it's called. I forget what it's called now. Yeah, they just changed the name of it. Yeah, I, yeah it's Mickey's Fun Wheel. Fun Wheel, okay. Um, so, yeah, and, uh, you know, you'd have a baseball stadium as well where you can watch people play baseball. Uh, play baseball. So, okay. I mean, that's what the uh, State Fair was going to be all about. That would have been cool to see as somebody's like winter training camp, like in the winter season or something, you know, spring training mm. kind of camp. That would have been cool to see the like a baseball team. Like, you know how Atlanta comes down. Was it Atlanta? Yeah, I think it's Atlanta Braves come down to uh, uh, ESPN Wild World yeah, Sports. Wild Sports you know? right. That would have been neat for another one of those teams in around there. Like the Nationals maybe do that. Oh, yeah. And you know they would have like dressed them up in like their old time uniform. Oh, yeah. That kind of yeah, the throwbacks kind of yeah. thing. That would have been really, really cool. That would have been neat. Right. Uh, and so behind the fair you're going to find Victory Field. Mm-hmm. Again, once, once again, 1930-1945. Here, guests would have experienced what America's soldiers faced in the defense of freedom during world wars. Right on. Victory Field would have been themed to resemble an airfield with a series of hangars containing attractions based on America's military flight using virtual rea- reality technology that allowed visitors a chance to fly in and parachute from a plane. Huh. The air oh, f- yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would like that. The airfield would have also served as an exhibit of various World War II aircraft, in addition to hosting some major flying exhibitions. See, I would have dug that. And the, this territory, of course, would have then become a tribute to veterans and active military. Right. But um, there again, you kind of y- y- you see Victory Field. Yeah. Condor Flats, Flats over there say, in, yeah. in California Adventure. And beyond Condor Flats, now you hear you talking about, uh, again, as they said, that using virtual reality technology, yeah. visitors would have had a chance to parachute out of a plane. Right. What does that sound like to you? Oh, it sounds like, uh, like it's uh, uh, soaring. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that would have been neat. <laughs> so there, there again, another uh, 
of the attractions recreated here. So instead of hand gliding, you're parachuting, uh, gun in hand, ready to... Right, ready to go. Yeah, so... All right, next door to Victory Field is uh, the city of Enterprise. Uh, this is circa 1870, 1930. Okay. Right. And... Um, the factory town of Enterprise would have highlighted the inventions and innovations spawned by American ingenuity. Huh. Here, guests could have ridden Disney's America's e-ticket thrill attraction, the Industrial Revolution. Ah. This roller coaster would have been a high-speed thrill ride, twisting in and around a working turn-of-the-century steel mill, climaxing in an escape from a glowing vat of molten steel. Hmm. And on either side of this ride, there would have been exhibits of technology that defined America's history. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like well, a history coaster. of industry. Yeah. I should say. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's what it would have been. You would have gone in and out of the show building. Um, it's like a dark ride slash coaster kind of thing. Yeah. You know I'm picturing. Ah, that would have been really neat. Yeah. And uh, once again, there was an issue that they kind of felt like it didn't do justice to people who actually worked and slaved and toiled right. in, in, in a steel mill to make it kind of a. Um, more of a um, you know a fun thrilling attraction right. kind of thing and, and, and there was that sense that they were downplaying it so this was of all the projects that I saw this one was kind of earmarked as kind of being um, very much in development like huh. they yeah. weren't quite sold on this being being it's right the, the thing but due to them yeah due to word leaking early right. that what Disney was doing I think they rushed this literature out there, so a lot of the stuff that you're seeing was very much blue sky ah, Imagineering. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so we got the period. Is there a period to? Did you say the park goes to 1945, or uh, is this the, is this a well? Victory Field, State Fair, and all that. That was 1945. Oh, 94. Okay, I got okay. you. Got you. And then and then the the Enterprise City was 1930. 19, oh, okay. So that's before. Okay, I got you. Got you. Got yeah. you. Got you. Yeah, it's in it's kind of in around the the, the time period, but different adjunct. I it looks say. really cool. You know, in my, in my mind, as you were talking about this, I was picturing you know World Showcase Lagoon. Mm-hmm. But then you know we uh, we took a second. Not that the listeners knew, but uh, <laughs> I looked at some of the pictures and it's like, man, I have a totally I have that idea in my head of what it looks like now. Yeah, and it, it just I mean that would have been cool. You know, and, and would you say the you got this from you got this. Some of the images you can find, and we'll link to this in our show notes and stuff. Um, yeah, you, know, you can do a Google search in Disney's America and just basically yeah. look at the, in, uh, the at the images. What I where I kind of found it at, uh, where I think they had the best uh, pictures was, was something called um, Disney Disney and More dot dot com. So it's one of those blogspot websites. Exactly. Disney and More, gotcha. And and we'll link to it, and they yeah. have like very very high resolution pictures of. Um, of the park, right? And uh, you know wh- what you're going to find in looking at what the the park was w- was meant to be is that you know when we're talking about that that nighttime spectacular battle yeah. between the Merrimack and the Mar- and, and the monitor, that you know places like Victory Field, right. um, you know the Family Farm, you really wouldn't have been able to see that right. from those locations. Huh. You you pretty much had to be right in and around President Square, uh, We the People, right? Um, Perhaps the State Fair could have right. got you a good view of it, but um, so yeah, there was a few territories that if you were there, you probably wouldn't have been, you know, grand. Well, very purposely done, obviously, just to kind of keep, uh, you know, so you don't see like a Tomorrowland guy going through like <laughs> Frontierland, right? 
Yeah, so I suppose. Kind of don't cross uh, like areas. Uh, I could see that. No word on underground tunnels, though. No word on underground tunnels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing like that. All right, so finally, let's close out this tour. Speaking of the last one, we the people okay. that would have been adjacent to Enterprise, right so on then, Freedom then, Bay. This is another territory. This would have been another territory. Okay, gotcha. and it basically would have been a celebration of, um, you know, all nations, but mostly America. <laughs> <laughs> make the back of the hair in the back of your That's neck right. stand up. Yeah, I got, I got to work that in again. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that too. Yeah. Uh, here, uh, guests would enter a reproduction of the Ellis Island Building, uh, which you call it uh, in New York, the Immigration Building. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which uh, acted as a gateway to America for many immigrants in the huh. 19th and early 20th centuries. That would have been cool. The major attraction would have been a state-of-the-art multimedia presentation that tells a compelling story of the immigrant experience and the conflicts between different cultures. Right, right. Now, here again, you're going to see another part of what came along that, that helped to derail this project. And I'm actually going to give you a little bit of an insight into what they, they tried to do to kind of dumb down the message a little bit. Not, I shouldn't say dumb down, but soften it. Which As opposed to ganglands of New York or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Gangs of New York. <laughs> and softening the message is really where the problem came in at the first place. But we'll get to that. People were thinking they are making light of it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But so the story that they were going to do in the immigrant experience and the conflicts that they had, uh, right. the original show concept was starting out to be very serious. <sighs> when they kind of saw where this was going... Uh, in an attempt to lighten the, the, the heavy message. Does Yago pop out? or, uh, <laughs> or? Close. <laughs> the Muppets. Oh, oh. And so this is like we talked before about Pocahontas probably being in Native right, America. Right. Here it would have been the Muppets. And the reason the Muppets were chosen was because it was thought that they could bring humor to a very complex subject. Uh, so they would have been the ones that kind of taken you on a little tour of uh, the We the People. So would the, the Henson people been uh, cool with that? Well, they were very much in the act of acquiring the Henson Company at that point in time, right, I think. Right, right. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, But in addition to the Muppets, uh, the building would have also contained music, an ethnic foods market, a food court. Um, right. So that's what We the People would have been a celebration of. You know the different cultures that came in and helped uh, build this country. So, um, and that would have been the final territory in Disney's America. So oh, we made it all the way around. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that's how that, that sounded like it would have been a really neat little project. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, especially looking at the pictures on that on that website. It's yeah, like that would have been really really neat. It, it, it's beautiful. It absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, it's a unique shape to the park. So if you mm-hmm. guys get a chance, look at these photos on the website. We'll we'll put it in a link in the notes and stuff. But um, check it's, out this website. It's really, 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 really interesting. And it's, it's really, it's one of those things that you'll probably never see right. uh, done, unfortunately. And, and it's really a new model of entertainment. I think now if you see Disney Parks done, they're going to be done in a similar um, model as it, you know, they're always going to Almost cookie cutter kind of. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this one was a really, it was a brand new attempt at, at entertaining and educating in a different way. Now... That would have been neat. I don't know. I mean, would it, well, before we go on yeah. into what, it, whether or not we think this park would have worked. Right. Because that's, that's a major issue coming up. Yes. But let's talk about what happened, okay. why this project got derailed. Right. Ultimately, there's a long story in a lot of these websites. If you look long enough, you can find it. I just prefer we stick to the, you know, what it actually was. But the, the nutshell version of it was that the... Um, 
the locals were worried that their peaceful community were was going to become a city of strip malls, traffic jams, a tourist town, offices, apartments, car dealerships, fast food outlets, you name it. A tourist town, and much as you just said. Right. And the historians, of course, were concerned that Disney's America would oversimplify and sanitize our nation's history. Mm. So, um, and these people had very wealthy backers. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because right. a lot of our, uh, a lot of the, uh, what you call it, the, um, the elite uh, <laughs> lived right and around that, that particular right. area and, and had a lot of influence on what they did. Right. Bowing to pressure. Disney put together a tamer version of the park where history would take a backseat to entertainment. All of the historical and educational elements that had previously dominated this proposed theme park were dumbed down in lieu of an increased emphasis on our country's creative culture. Huh. They also changed the name of the park to Disney's American Celebration as it was felt that it was softer and less presumptive because... Right. Let's face it. Disney's America denotes ownership. Right, right. <laughs> Disney's Amer American celebration is like, hey, we're, we're celebrating everything that's great about this country. In this version of the park, there would be no Crossroads USA. Okay. The, the, the village that would have served as the park, park hub would be gone and replaced by something called democracy. <laughs> the park been, hub would be... Replaced by something just called democracy. 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 Um, it was a land called democracy. And uh, that would be the entryway. And they would have uh, attractions by the names of America, a user's guide, mm -hmm. the American Free Speech Forum, and the American Hall of Fame. Instead of the territories that we got, they would be replaced with a series of like uh, future world type pavilions that would have celebrated different specific parts of the American experience. Right. So one would have been family. You would have had the family pavilion and that would have featured a multimedia show called American Families, which would have celebrated four generations of one family from 1929 all the way to 1999. Okay. Two would have been... The land, which you brought up previous, right, right, and that would have been a next generation version of the uh, of the Epcot version. Huh. It would have had attractions like the Life of America, uh, which was going to show the the changes that can occur in a single day, a single year, in a thousand years. Right. Nature walks and petting zoos. You would have also had a pavilion called Creativity and Fun. This area of the theme park was to have featured a full-size recreation of Ebbets Fields for exposition ball games. So they didn't really want to give away that ball game right. <laughs> uh, concept just yet. And they would have still had several historic attractions from Coney Island. Huh. Next pavilion would have been called simply Work. And that was to have featured factory tours of distinct American companies such as Apple Computer, right. Crayola Crayons, and Ben and & Jerry's. Next, <laughs> Service and Sacrifice. Here you would have had a high-tech attraction called Soldier Story, which would have, via time machine, have taken guests through memorable moments in American conflict. Uh -huh. Then American People, which is the one that we just talked about with the Muppets here right. uh, in the area, in this area of the park, uh, they would try to tell the story of the American melting pot. Um, one part of the pavilion would have been dedicated to our native peoples, while another would have been a ride would have been used as a ride vehicle as well as a film featuring the Muppets to tell this immigration story. Huh. Next, you'd have the Streets of America, and this would have been uh, Disney's American Celebrations elaborately themed dining district. 
Okay. You'd have separate streets designed to look like miniature versions of New York City, St. Louis, New Orleans, San Fran, and uh, Los Angeles. Hmm. And finally, Disney's America Live, the theme park's main entertainment venue with outdoor stages like the USO Bandstand and the American Amphitheater, as well as the State Farm Arena, where visitors could have tried their hands at hog calling, hog calling and rope tying. Oh, all right. Oh, calf roping. I'm sorry. Calf roping. Yeah. So... That was the dumbed down proposal that they ended up going that that they ended up trying to make, and once again, nothing doing. Huh. So finally, due to public pressure, rising costs, and a meeting with Disney strategic planning, where it was explained that due to the weather in Haymarket, Virginia, yeah. the park could only be open eight months out of the year. Oh wow. Michael Eisner canceled the Disney's America project on September 28th, 1994. Hmm. Wow, no kidding. Yeah. So no that kidding. was that was pretty much to death now. Right. And like right. I said, there is a lot more to what ended up crushing this park and right. you can go look it up if you want to, but you know, chief among them was uh, you know, the concerns of the locals and obviously right. the concerns as to whether or not uh, Disney's version of history would be authentic. Right, right, right. Uh, because, Disney-fied version. <laughs> yeah, not all, not all stories history-related need to be, you know, put in ride form. Right, right. You know, Attraction, uh, yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, what do you think? Would it have worked? I don't know. Well, you know, I'm looking at the, uh, uh, the map here, and I'm looking at where Haymarket is versus the nearest biggest town, which is, uh, looks like it's Washington, D.C., and of course, you're surrounded by a bunch of uh, historic, like Civil War battlefields, like Manassas and Bull Run and uh, Yorkshire, and all those different kinds of areas. And of course, I know Williamsburg, Virginia, is somewhere in there as well. Um, uh, there is a lot of woods, man. There's, a, I don't know. It would have been. Uh, it's not like they're devoid of theme parks in that area. You mm-hmm. know, they got King uh, uh, Bush Gardens and Williamsburg is in that area, and uh, they have one of the Six Flags is in there and something like that. Uh, Paramount, I believe has a park there as well great, not great america there's another park i can't remember maybe i'm out, a little outdated but um king's dominion king's dominion yeah, yeah yeah paramount king's dominion that's what i'm thinking of um i don't know i mean placement wise it's not a bad it's not that far from washington so it wouldn't have been bad you know the tourists would fly into washington uh, you know it, granted it looks kind of far it's not like orlando airport to disney world a mm-hmm. little bit di- it's a little bit further than that um location wise i don't know it might would work but i can see where the locals would think that you know you're gonna turn your small little town into something bigger mm-hmm. um granted you know when he bought he bought farmland in in florida right he just bought a bunch orange of farmlands and orange groves and stuff yeah and uh oh so well, yeah, no, i'm sorry swampland in florida orange groves in anaheim My yeah bad. yeah yeah um both orange counties <laughs> but um yeah it's so I, I guess that's a little bit different there wasn't really too much of a population where he bought those things versus this uh would it worked i don't know they would i like all the artwork i like all the concepts and stuff i'd like to i'd like to have seen it because i know yeah they would do a good job of whatever they did mm-hmm. um as far as factual i mean i don't know yeah I don't, I don't really go to Disney for like historical fact. I was going to say, I see know? it being future world all over again. Yeah. Which is a place that where 
older people would have appreciated it right and younger people would have said mommy where's where's mickey yeah where, where's mickey <laughs> where's goofy where's you know i don't know that it would have resonated with people on that same front also the attractions that you that they have laid out and grant again very much blue sky stuff i mean right the the reenactments i mean you can kind of get that at a lot of different places. Yeah, and, Williamsburg, and, right there. Exactly. You get a lot of that, and and that they're doing it right on the actual field that happened. Right. You know, um, the the roller coasters, the Ferris wheel. I mean, well, you saw how well Paradise Pier was received. Right. Right. In Disney's California Adventure, I mean, Hall of Presidents show. Go to Hall of Presidents uh, whenever I go to Disney World. I make it a point to go there twice. I mean, I make it a point to go there once every time that I go yeah, there. Yeah. And it's generally not a very packed show. Right, right. So I don't know that the interest would have been there to make it um, to make it work. But right. much as if I had to if I had to put money on it, I don't know that it. I don't think it would have survived. But uh, I sure as heck would have liked to have seen it. Yeah, it's kind of like with Beastly Kingdom. You know, we were talking about this earlier. I would like to have seen that too. Now, Beastly Kingdom would have worked. Would have worked, <laughs> yeah. We'll have to say that for another show. Tease, tease, tease. Um, that is the show I want to do. Yep, yep. We will do that eventually. So hopefully in the next few weeks, stay tuned for that. But yeah, I, I think it would need a lot more tweaking to make it, I guess, Disney quality of a presentation. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're usually pretty thorough. And it usually doesn't really offend too many people, <laughs> you know, or cross concern, you know, I mean, you can always find something wrong with something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this one is just, there's just a lot, I think maybe they'd have to change angles on what they're presenting, you mm-hmm. know, um, I'm trying to think here what, what, what they would do angle wise. Cause I mean, you think about Disney's America or Disney's America experience, you know, do you, do you get into all the immigrants and stuff, all the different cultures that have been brought to the U S? Um, I mean, I do think you need to celebrate that. Cause I mean, that's part of what makes a, a America, America, unique. America. Yeah, right, exactly. You know? Um, so, but, but again, such a complicated, I think it's vast. It I seems mean, very big. There's adults to this day that have a, problem blending in so easily with other cultures to be polite right um to make a a story like that i mean i don't know i don't and in today's political climate where everything is so divisive right i mean i know people who refuse to walk into the hall of presidents based upon who the president is or has been right right (laughs) both cases right Uh, to me, that's absurd. I right. mean, no matter what, you always respect the office. Right. And, um, you know, it is, and it, it isn't just honoring one man. It's honoring a bunch. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I would love to think it. I just don't know that. I don't think it would be a failure on Disney's part. I think it would be a failure on the people's part, unfortunately. Yeah, I could see that. You know, it was funny today earlier, my, my wife was pointing out something. I guess something was circulating on Facebook about uh, some post about Obama. And then, uh, not to get make anything political, but it's just a point of what you're uh, mm-hmm. talking about here, alluding to. Um, a post about Obama and saying that it, it, uh, it youngs, young ones shouldn't celebrate July 4th, blah, blah, blah. All this kind of stuff. And then in big, bold letters down at the bottom, it says political satire, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, it was never meant to be taken seriously. 
However, what happens, you know, people skim through this, this stuff and they don't read every little single detail mm-hmm. and they automatically start blowing up and just like, you know, just re- writing reactions and comments and stuff to the contrary. It's like, this is ridiculous. We should have gotten them out of office, blah, 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 all this kind of business. Even though at the bottom it says in boldface type, political satire, <laughs> you know, never meant to be taken seriously. And you're right. With today's political climate, something like this, it may not, you know, people may not. Uh, take the chance to get in all the details before they make a decision. You know, so right. you're, we're very quick to um, jump to conclusions right mm-hmm. off the bat based off very minimal information. You mm-hmm. know, and so yeah, I guess for that matter, it, it might yeah, it might have not survived. You know, and that would have been the first park that we've seen from Disney that might have not uh, been around to this day, unfortunately. I but would, usually, I yeah, you know. I would have loved to see phase two of that project because I bet you that there was other ideas that they that, that there they would have had in in the ready yeah. to go that because this was the initial tweaking I guess and their first major yeah. pres- draft of it so to speak like I said word leaked early uh, and, and immediately upon word leaking you know they were being slammed right. by um, a lot of the locals over there or one writer in particular who lived in the area that they were planning on building around. And I mean, just, you know, so they didn't acquire the land yet. No, they were in the process of acquiring it. They had ah. acquired quite a bit and there was still a little bit to go. Right. And they were trying to make sure that they were doing it and keeping, you know, the cost of the land low. Right. Right. And before you knew it, they were in the public relations. I think that's why one of the reasons why there's so much literature uh-huh. and concept art on this particular park, whereas Beastly Kingdom, uh, Westcott, you know, yeah, some of those yeah. other places that didn't get built, you might find a, an occasional, you know, concept art image right. of them, but you don't really see you know, promotional literature having been put out. And, and you can tell that it was put out there to win the hearts and the minds of the people. Right, right, right. To allow them to build it. So I'm sure that there would have been um, alterations and, and different little yeah. tweaks. Who knows? They might have, uh, they might have found their weenie yet. <laughs> yeah, it might, it might have com- changed completely, kind of like what Epcot happened. You know what happened with Epcot? I don't know what the weenie would have been for this particular park, though. I'm trying to trying to think, envision what they would have done. Like I, I know one of the things that they were concerned of, and one of the concessions that they made was, you know, they had a uh, I, don't, I don't remember if it was a Manassas was the battlefield, yeah, not too far away from it. Manassas, that they, yeah, Manassas Junction, yeah, right there. And uh, one of the the compromises that they made was that no building would be over a certain uh, height requirement, right? Because they didn't want, you know, when you're sitting in a battlefield where you know many 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 people have died right sacrificing their life for their country you kind of want to just be there in silence to to hear right and feel the 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 area and the space and the moment right you don't necessarily need to be seeing a 67 foot mickey fun wheel <laughs> right in, in the, the horizon bay, yeah, yeah so they kind of wanted to keep it to where you know uh there were some limitations on 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 the height requirements that they were that they could play with, but yeah, uh, it's interesting. The whole area is kind of sacred ground. Yeah, you know, even it in, is not just Manassas, but all the different areas. I'm just again, I'm looking at the map here. I mean, you're surrounded by like national, like forest, state forest, national forest, and whatnot, um, mountains and whatever else. And then you have a bunch of different cities that were based, you know, uh, in the in the Civil War and everything else. You know, it's funny about the whole weenie thing. It's like you know. When they built Animal Kingdom, I was like, okay, they're they're kind of building something like Bush Gardens, you know. They built MGM Studios, like, all right, they're building something like Universal. It's almost like when we first talked about Disney's America, I was th- and they're putting it where they're putting it. It's like almost like they're building something like Washington D.C. 
you know, because in and of itself, I'm not making a political statement or anything, but Washington, D.C. is kind of like a theme park in a, in a way. You have mm-hmm. all these different exhibits and attractions and pavilions and stuff that you can walk through. Granted, you can't walk in the streets. Again, it's still a working city. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you have all these different things laid out, you know, wide open fields and, you know, restaurants uh, galore and, and historic streets and this, that and the other scattered also in an, uh, it's almost like a living theme park so to speak mm-hmm. like a live theme park and then you you know dizzy builds their thing down the road and you know what kind of weenie would they have put of and for some reason i automatically thought of something like uh like the the washington monument you know like an obelisk like that kind of deal that would have been a neat little weenie but then yeah. you know you already got one in washington dc that's right. almost kind of like their weenie-esque thing. i was thinking of the statue of liberty just because you have the ellis island building right up there but again you know how it would have to be a pretty big, uh, you know, I don't know. It would uh, be tough. Yeah. Because usually the weenies have a really huge, unless it's the castle, usually have a really huge attraction type thing yeah. attached to it. And uh, also another little subject, just to, I, I mentioned before that Michael Eisner did not want this project to die. Yeah. There was also a, a story that put out like, um, it was Jim Hill who, who did it. I mean, you know, yeah. a lot of the stuff that I, I, I picked up from this is by reading him. I mean, the guy's great at what yeah. he does. Um, but that when this whole thing fell through, there was a possibility that you were going to see uh, Disney's America on the West Coast over there in, in California. Yeah. Coincidentally enough at Knott's Berry Farm because Knott's Berry Farm was putting it. Right. Yeah. Right. I remember that. They were looking to sell. Yeah. But yeah. what was it? They didn't want to sell it to Disney exactly. for what they wanted to do to it or something. Right. At least the family that used to that owned Knots. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, that was their next attempt to try and get Disney's America built was on huh. the, on the bones of Knott's Berry Farm. Right, right, right. Interesting. Which is still around, by the way. Yes, Knott's Berry Farm. I, I went there years ago, years ago, years ago. Yeah, I've never been there. Wish I could go. And I enjoyed it. I'd like to go back. Maybe that's we'll, kind of far from Disneyland, but you know, maybe worth a trip. <laughs> it's north, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Um, but I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, put it in to what been using the debate mouse rating. Win failure meh. I would give this like a eh, meh, based on the description. I don't know. If, I don't know enough if it would have been a win or if it would have been a fail. I you know I, I have my doubts that it would have made it, but I'm going to give it a win just for dreaming that big. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it, quite big. And, and far too often uh, occasions, I mean, what you, what you end up seeing underwhelms. Yeah. This was a bold undertaking. This is a, this was. Um, this is mammoth. Yeah. I mean, this is a big topic. I've, I've used this you word know? before, but bleep it out if you need to. It was a ballsy move in, in, in being able to say, we can, we can do this and, and we're going to take a lot of flack for doing it. Right, because right. You're ripe for the picking on this. Oh, one. absolutely! I mean, everyone was going to take shots at you. You whitewashed this. You yeah. over sanitized that. It's an oversimplification of what actually happened. You didn't present all sides. Like you know, well, one thing you did that anyway. Yeah, I was going to say one thing you didn't hear in any of this literature. What about the women's suffragist movement? Right. You never heard right. anything about that. That was going to gloss over so many major things. Yeah, so many people would have picketed. So many people would have raised a fuss. The fact that they went to the mat and really, really gave it their all to get this thing built i'll give them a win for it yeah i mean that's what i'm saying I, this seems like such a very huge topic to try to tackle and compress yeah. into a few different territories i mean so much has been so much has happened to this country mm-hmm. since its inception 
it's just ridiculous, you know? I mean, the history books are just thick and thick and volumes of stuff that's happened. I mean, you know, that, that you need to address. Now, granted, they stop at 1945, right? Yeah. Um, but even still, between 1776 and 1945, I mean, there's a whole heck of a lot <laughs> that has happened. Oh, you know? they, they don't want to touch Vietnam. That's what no, that's about. No, no, you can't get into anything more current at the moment, at least. You know, <laughs> I think Washington did a good job with all that, dealing yeah. with Vietnam and Korea and everything else, you know. And I guess some of the other, the civil rights stuff and, you know, all that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's just tough, man. That's, that's, that's a whole heck. Yeah. Maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want them to tackle it, man. I, I just think it's too big. Yeah, I don't know that I'd necessarily want them to tackle it, too. But again, I admire the guts. I mean, just like. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If there's any Disney park out there in the world that you could see tomorrow, which would it be? Like if I could have my choice to go anywhere, anywhere tomorrow, anywhere tomorrow, anywhere tomorrow, Tokyo Disney Sea. Exactly. <laughs> Why? Why? Just yeah. I mean, just looking at pictures and descriptions and just everything it's, that's in there, it's just amazing. It's unlike anything you've it's ever totally been. different. Right. Exactly. You Completely go to Tokyo different. Disneyland. You go to your. There's there's so many doppelgangers. Right. There's so many. It's like okay, there's that's their version of this. That's their version right. of that. There is nothing. Um, I'm sure people will point out that this is similar and that's similar, but there's yeah. Disney Seas is a is a completely different completely element. yeah yeah. So for that reason alone, I'd love to go ahead and see that, and that's why I would have loved to have seen this to see what because it would have been a complete departure from right. lands of fantasy and magic and make believe. This would have been Disney tackling history. Right, right. I can't say I would have gone there often. Right. But I would have at least gone there to check it out. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind How about this? I wouldn't mind a, a theme park based on Disney history. Ooh, you, you know, know. Can I tell you if you go back and you listen to one of those uh, little field report shows that we did yeah. with my nephew and my niece. I believe right. it I, I think it was my nephew who did. It. He's my nephew and my niece. I think it was my nephew who said that that's what they want to see. They wanted to see that would be a theme cool. park that dealt with Walt's, uh, who Walt was, right. the different periods in his life, where right. he went, what he did, that kind of thing. And I thought that was genius. I, I really did think that that was, uh, but I do think that they've already kind of like taken that upon themselves over at California Adventure. Like this is where, this is where Walt arrived. Right. And this is, uh, <laughs> you know, um, you already got the original Disneyland. Yeah. I mean, you've got, Right, his the the culmination of his of his dream. Right, you, you have the Disney Studios right around that exact area. Right, um, that you could go tour. I think they have tours of that, don't they? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. the archives. If yeah. you're lucky, and you have Disney Studios. Yeah, California Adventure. It's supposed to represent the time that Walt came. So I mean, right. I think there's a little bit more that they could do to get Walt into the um, into the park a little bit more. But my understanding was is that Walt Disney always shied away from that, and so did the Disney family. Like yeah, that, that yeah. even having the partner statue in the park was a big deal. Right, right. I mean, you know, but with, that's all fine and well. But you know, like fans like me, I would love to see that. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Know, I, I granted, yes, like you know, I respect his privacy, not want to do do all that. But I want to know. Oh, yeah. you know. I want to know the journey. Like I wouldn't mind an attraction. And, you know, I'm saying this because they're building a, a train attraction at the World War II Museum here, mm-hmm. and it's like basically it's a it's you sit in a train car and they have all these little exhibits and you get to experience what it was like for these soldiers to get you know 
um, transported cross country to the different places of embarkment mm-hmm. um, to go off to war and everything else. Well, I'm thinking maybe this could be the same kind of deal with Walt's travel. He lost Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, you mm-hmm. know. He, like the story goes, he sketched Mickey Mouse on a, on a napkin on a trade ride from, I forget where, to L.A., I believe, to, to pitch it. And depending on what you read, that's a little bit of whitewashing right, history right. as well. <laughs> but, so, you know, just something like that would have been yeah. cool to experience, you know. And then you could have, a, like, a full-blown, like, uh, or a Disney animation land, so to speak. Kind of like mm-hmm. what we were talking about last week, having, like, the... Now you would have the Pixar edition, kind of like the Fantasyland edition. You'd have the... Um, the, 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 the hand-drawn animation area, and then you expand it to see a computer graphic stuff, you know, <laughs> Pixar area to that particular land. Now, that would have been really neat. I like, think, a, like a park, but maybe like a, a tribute to imagination, a tribute to animation kind of thing? Yeah, a tribute to animation. And then yeah. you get you have a, you can have a whole Imagineering land, you know, kind of deal. Yeah, or section. absolutely. It'd be, uh, you know, I'm thinking about this. It'd be, I don't know if it'd be like a huge theme park per se, but like a, an even more massive museum mm-hmm. than um, like... A, the family museum that they have in, mm-hmm. uh, up in San Francisco, something even more massive. And I, re- I refer to the World War II Museum here in New Orleans just because you know I'm a member and I love the museum. It's my closest thing to something Disney esque that's in this town, mm-hmm. um, as far as, as as that kind of entertainment. Um, but yeah, I mean the Disney that that museum set up with like a bunch of different buildings with a bunch of huge different projects and stuff. I think that'd be really kind of cool to see. Oh yeah, have a whole building of nothing but Imagineering, and then you talk about maybe a whole building or area. Of nothing but like the theme parks, you know. Mm-hmm. How the, I guess that would be interrelated, right? The Imagineers and the theme park kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Because uh, then you know, when you get to animation, I'm jumping around a lot, but when you get to the animation, it'd be kind of cool to have like an attraction where um, you, you put your own voice into like a cartoon. <laughs> and then you can like either email or put your, you know, make money off of it. Email it to yourself or uh, burn it onto a DVD for a hefty price of 20 bucks, you know, yeah. with a photo of you in the studio booth uh, lending <laughs> your voice to a character opposite Mickey, you know? Mm-hmm. There, there you go. It's built in automatically. Absolutely. That would I would totally do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's perfect for what... You remember we were talking last time about what they could do with the uh, Art of Animation right. exhibit that yes. they have over there yes. at uh, the studios. Yes. We wish they would do something with. Do something with, yeah. the song oh now. yeah it's golden dream again mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for this week this show that music means that we have reached the end of the show and it's time to wrap it up mm-hmm. not as not as not as depressing i guess as the uh the other theme music i guess yeah it took me a little while to recognize the song it, it really yeah. did i'm sitting there listening to it, i'm like man this is this is kind of a bummer how is this patriotic and then it, when it kicked in and i realized what it was yeah, for those listeners uh, that haven't heard this guy before, this, I've discovered him through Ricky's show on Inside the Magic. Uh, it's a guy by the name of Tom Amin, A-M-E-E-N. And you can find a lot of his tracks on iTunes, you know, but he has about three out there that he does. Uh, he does World of Color on piano, and he does Golden Dreams. And there's one other song, and I can't remember. I have it on my iPod. But you can find him on iTunes, and he, he does other piano renditions of other songs, too. But this just happens to be one of them, and I figured this would be a cool way to kind of wrap up the show a little bit here instead of the usual... Yeah, that kind of thing. So it's a little more upbeat, 
you know, it's a little more happy. You may want to start incorporating more of this Disney music. You seem to really get off on the on the music aspect uh, of it, so yeah, you yeah. should do a little bit more switching around to the I'm music. I'm working, yeah, especially when the holidays are starting to come around, you know, with mm-hmm. the 4th and Labor Day and everything else. I don't know if Labor Day has any theme music other than, like, you know, I don't know, maybe Labor Sounds of different sorts. <laughs> I know, we'll have to think about it. Maybe yeah. our big Labor Day show, I'll have to think about something. If there's a big Labor Day show, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it's a lot of fun for me to do. I like putting these together, these little things, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially when I throw out stuff that people maybe I've never heard, ever heard. I mean, you know, unless you listen to Inside the Magic, you probably never heard of Tom Amin, you know, a lot. Because at one point, he used to plug this guy often, you know. Mm-hmm. He had good stuff. I liked the stuff, you know. And he said if more people bought his stuff, then he would do more Disney tunes on piano, you know. Mm-hmm. It's actually really nice stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway... I digress. <laughs> and once again, we're at the end of our show. Um, if you have any comments or anything else, um, feel free. Uh, comments, any ideas, you know, anything that we've talked about, man, shoot us an email. We would love to hear you guys. Uh, shoot us an email at magicourway at gmail.com. Or you can do what Lori did and shoot us a message through Facebook on our post, our show post, or shoot us a, tw- a tweet out something to us. And we'll get the message. So communicate with us. You know, I don't care how you do it. Email, uh, smoke signals, uh, <laughs> snail mail, communicate, whatever. Actually, mm-hmm. you couldn't snail mail because you don't have any of our addresses. Maybe I'll, one day I'll set up a P.O. box for Magic Carway. We can do some old-fashioned snail mail readings on the air where I can un- where I can open the envelopes and you hear the paper rustling. Mm-hmm. And you get all that sounds. It'd be kind of cool, <laughs> you know. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so reach us that way. Uh, if you like our show, thank you for subscribing on iTunes or whatever podcast um, uh, utility that you use to get your shows. Uh, definitely leave, leave us a rating and a review on those podcasts. I mean, on the on the, those uh, podcast, um, uh, what do you call them? Download things, whatever. iTunes and such. Yeah, you're talking about iTunes. Yeah, really? leave yeah. Us a, yeah there's, other, there's other things, too. Not as big as iTunes, but I know there's other ones. You know, so but yeah, definitely leave us a rating and a review there, man. We'd love to have you. And I know we mentioned something about a contest last week, and I didn't have a chance to really think about one, but we'll have something coming up soon. You know, maybe like a question or something, or and I'll come up with a prize. I think I have an idea for a prize. I don't know. I have to, I'll reveal that later, <laughs> and we'll discuss it. You know. Yeah, I don't even know what this prize might entail. So yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm looking I, yeah. forward to it. Yeah, it could be pretty cool. So am I prohibited from playing? Yeah, yeah, that and family members are disqualified, <laughs> and anybody associated with QMAR Productions is disqualified from entering our said contest. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, did I forget anything? You know, well, you, thank you for subscribing to us, and thank you for downloading our show. I mean, we appreciate you listening, and we love to hear from you guys. You know, we've heard from two of you guys, we've heard from Lee. Mm hmm. Several times, and we've heard from Lori, and we'd love to hear from them some more, as well as any other new people that are out there. Please, we're accessible. We will read your emails on the air or messages, unless you tell us, please don't. I'm so embarrassed. I don't <laughs> want to do that, but and, I really like you guys. And definitely let us know if you want to hear more of these uh, shows about these attractions that were never attractions, lands, parks that were yeah. never built, things that were never be. This is something to me that, been. yeah, I, I find insanely interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I enjoy the research and time been spent putting into uh into getting to know about this stuff so if you'd like to hear more of this stuff i'd be happy to do it yeah feed our obsession it's our great way for us to feed <laughs> our geek geekness with disney <laughs> so if you throw out a topic that we've never heard of and be like 
I got to look this up. And we'll talk about it on the air, guaranteed. And we'll give you full credit for giving us that idea. You know, we're here for you guys. We do this because we love Disney. And we're here also to do whatever, you know, just whatever. We're game. Yeah. Anything and all things Disney and other stuff. We can talk about other stuff, too. But we haven't gotten to that part yet, I don't think. We talked about it last week, maybe talking about, like, Universal or Legoland or something like that. I was just talking to a guy yesterday that just came back from the new Transformers attraction over at Universal Studios. No kidding. I want to ride that. Mm. I have yet to ride that. He's given it very, very high marks. Really? Really? (laughs) Yeah, we may have to stray off Higher than Harry Potter, higher than... Spider-Man higher than uh, what was the other Despicable Me? I mean, he. Just well, I could see Spider-Man because it's basically a, a, a second-generation version of the Spider-Man attraction. Yeah, but I digress. We're getting off topic. Yes, we are. <laughs> that that's, could be another show. So yeah, we're gonna stray off the reservation for a bit and visit some other magical areas because again, this is magic our way. Mm-hmm. Um, did I forget anything? Uh, I talked about our email. I talked about our social media stuff. Oh, our website. Uh, we're still working on that. You can kind of see inklings of it on QMarkProductions.com, uh, which is our little uh, uh, podcasting company there where we have three shows up there, uh, one of which is the Disney show, Magic Our Way. Now, go ahead and click on that link. Um, you can kind of see a rundown of our shows with some of our show notes and everything else soon to be. And so our website's going to kind of start morphing from there. So if there's anything you'd like to see on our website, Please let us know. We know a lot of people have Disney forums and blogs and whatnot. But if there's something unique that you're like, man, I know this other podcast that does this kind of thing, non-Disney thing. I wonder, you, you guys should do this for, for Disney. I think that'd be a great idea. Hey, we'll look into it. We'll consider it, you know, because we'd like to fill a need that may be missing in the Disney fan community. We'd like to be to help out with that. So if there's anything. And I'm thinking sometime soon we might have some merchandise. You know, I'm looking into our Spreadshirt uh, 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 store and starting to get some Magic R Way t-shirts made up and whatnot, so people can sport around the park so we can give away and oh, that reminds this, me. that, and the other. We need to wrap up. We got a little work to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. So, anyway, <laughs> um, a lot of teasing here. We hope you enjoyed this show. We hope everybody had a great 4th uh, for our first uh, July 4th Independence Day show. Do um, you have anything to say to the people on this patriotic occasion? Our first patriotic show um god bless every single one of you uh thank you for listening <laughs> it was my big christmas story <laughs> god bless everyone um and uh jaws is a good movie <laughs> jaws is a great movie so um yeah um thank you for listening and uh we'll see you next time yep and on that note uh, my name is kevin and i'm danny magic out America, spread your golden wings, sail on freedom's wind, cross the sky, great bird, with your golden dreams, flying high, flying high.
Let's go. 